Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Well, evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Wednesday night here on Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, YouTube.com, slash Fightful. I'm Mr. Warren Hayes, and we are well not technically doing a Wednesday Night Wars episode again this week. Uh, both of our usual contenders being on separate nights. We're just going to focus this evening on AEW. If you, if you want to see what the Fightful staff thought about NXT. Well, that that was covered yesterday, so you can go check that out. But tonight, tonight, we are talking about AEW Dynamite right here, and I want to thank you all for joining us live or listening on your own on your own time, whenever you can. We do appreciate it. We do appreciate all the support that you show here at Fightful. If you like this already right now, just by seeing our faces illuminating your screen, why don't you go ahead and give the video a like? That's really cool. YouTube likes that kind of stuff. And if you like it even more, let's say let's say we we're going on and you're like, hey, I, I I dig these these folks, but I'd like to support them a little more. How can I do that? Well, that's a really interesting question that you're asking yourself, hypothetical viewer, right now. You can head on over to FightfulSelect.com. It is our subscription service, and it's the best way to show some support for uh, everything that uh, that happens here at Fightful. And there's a whole bunch of extra content that you that you get outside of what you already get. Already the oodles and oodles of content that you get on the main site. You get uh, behind, the sne- behind the scenes little sneak peeks and little scoopsies there before they show up for everyone else. You get uh, Sean Ross Sapp who does, uh, who does the backstage report every week. Plus he also does Q&A sessions. He did a Q&A session where he answers over 125 questions today. That was... That's that's an Iron Man thing. That's like running a marathon of questions. You also get Steven Jensen who does the Weekender Report where he covers all things non-WWE related. And of course you get Alex Pulaski who does Sour Graps where he reviews the main roster shows. Raw, WWE Raw, WWE SmackDown uh, every, uh, every couple of days or so. Whenever, whenever he musters up the energy, <laughs> he goes out there and he does it in his own particular style so go check that out it's a great way to to support everything that we do here at fightful we really do appreciate it and i've been saying we for a while and uh again it's not an ego thing where i talk uh talk about myself in the third person no we is me and louis dangor who's joining me again this evening here to talk about AEW dynamite the go home show to all out louis louis my boy how are you doing I'm doing good, yeah. I haven't I'm, seen you since your since your birthday, by the way. Where I, I wished you a happy birthday on air, by the way. I don't know if you caught that. You did. I saw that in a bit of a hungover state, and then ended <laughs> up doing the AEW review on the day of my birthday with Sean. No, it was it was it was good fun. It was good fun my birthday, and I'm excited to be back in the, in the flow of things. But not really, because it's just me and you. We're missing our our salty sour friend. Uh, but uh, we'll be back, the three of us, 
once you, your American sports stop going. Well, I guess, right? I mean, you know, there's a rumor going around. But hey, you know, you, you never know what will happen. We'll adapt. We'll, ad- we'll adjust. We're very flexible. Uh, and, uh, and folks, of course, if you also do want to show some immediate support, if you're watching us here live, you can leave us a super chat. And I will read your question or comment live on the air. Not a problem. And, and, and at the same time, you know, just so you know, if I don't read it immediately... If your if whatever your super chat is about uh, connects with a segment that we will be talking on about a little later on, I will keep it for there. I will save it for that moment. Um, just before we just before we do uh, move on, the uh, uh, we got a bit of bad news, in, at least in in the world of uh, of wrestling reporting today. Casey Michael, uh, who was the uh, creator and operator owner of Squared Circle Sirens. Uh, women's wrestling reporter passed away today. Uh, Casey has always, always been very passionate about uh, women's wrestling. Uh, he he was actually one of the first to actually bring eyes to women's wrestling back when it was not popular. He reported on it, gave the women a platform uh, way before WWE uh, decided to go uh, mainstream with it. And he uh, befriended and supported women in the business on all sorts of levels and you can tell excuse me you can tell uh just how truly supportive and uh and uh and loved that he uh, truly supported and loved he was just by the the outpour of uh tributes and uh and uh tweets that are going out there uh into the world right now uh 26 years old is so ridiculously young to be taken from us. But uh, uh, while we've lost a an important voice, his his passion and his voice nonetheless will continue on. Uh, very sad day for for uh, for wrestling for the wrestling world, wrestling reporting. And uh, I'd like to uh, extend uh, our sincerest condolences to Casey on behalf of the entire team at Fightful. Most sincerest condolences to Casey's entire family, his friends, his loved ones. Rest in peace, pal. You've deserved it, and we're going to miss you. One thing that uh, so it, it, it's a strong, it's a weird way to to start off the show, but it was also very important that we did uh, yeah. that we did talk about it. And uh, but we're going to get into AEW Dynamite right now. We're going to get into some super chats. TD, TD Stinger. Actually left us a super chat saying, rest in peace, Casey Michael. Thank you, TD, for that. He says, honestly, outside of a couple of segments, I did not like this show for a go home. Somehow got me less hyped for All Out. And we got a couple of super chats like this, Louis. Manny Santos left one for us saying, uh, wasn't a fan of the show tonight. It felt very weak besides the women's segments, which uh, which I don't entirely disagree with. I thought Thunder Rosa uh, and uh, Serena Deeb had a really good match. Maddie B. Raslin left us a super chat as well. Something felt missing tonight. Not quite sure, though. There's a few of those there. Louis, what, give us give us some overall thoughts of, uh, of your appreciation of uh, the All Out Go Home show tonight. Uh, I thought the first half was, was pretty good. Um... And then there was a bit of a turning point where it just sort of went a bit downhill and was a bit weak. It, it by AEW standards, it wasn't the greatest show by any stretch of the imagination. Was it what we would say is a bad WWE show? By no means was it that bad. There was nothing <laughs> damaging or sort of um, massively, I guess, wrong. But there were a few bits that I definitely would have done differently. And there was a few bits that I think could have been done differently to get me more excited for All Out and to get people more excited for All Out. But uh, as far as a go-home show goes, this wasn't great. As as the Super Chatter said, I don't know about being less excited, but I'm no more excited for All Out uh, than I am than I was this morning, which is a, which is a shame. Yeah, I I kind of agree that it. Uh, we were just talking about it very very briefly before we get on the show because I tell Louis, Louis's always DMing me well, during the show. Say, what are your thoughts on the show? I said, keep it for the show, Louis. Keep it for the stream. You have to reel this guy in. Jesus, I'm talking. But we were talking just a bit. Before. 
got on and uh and 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 i said i felt it was on autopilot like i thought we were just like going through a whole bunch of motions and you know i'm somewhere you know at the the um I don't think AEW has necessarily cracked the formula for a perfect go-home show. If my memory serves me right, the go-home show to Revolution was really, really awesome. and had a really exciting, um, a really exciting uh, 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 main event segment. This tonight, hey, let's talk about it. Let's break it down. We'll go into it little by little. We're going to start off with Santana and Ortiz versus the best friends. Um, a feud that has been going on for, for a few weeks now. I'll... Uh, in, including vans and moms and uh, the uh, the best friends. They attack Santana and Ortiz as they're coming out before the bell rings. And there's a whole lot of action that happens before the match officially starts uh, with Santana and Ortiz getting in control of the best friends. Um, Trent flies off the stage uh, and onto the floor, body pressing everyone onto the floor. Uh, they brawl quite a, uh, quite a bit around around the floor. Some chairs come out. Boy, oh boy. Your boy, um, your boy Chucky e. T was stacking them chairs like he was uh, like he was playing with Legos, but it, it it all it all turned against him when Santana actually flipped him off the stage through his stack of chairs, and Chucky e. T was out for a good portion of the match when it officially did begin, where Trent had to withstand the offense of uh, of Santana and Ortiz. Uh, there were some really cool spots here. Um, I particularly liked Trent who was fighting off. Both uh, both guys tries to hit a spear on Santana on the floor. Santana leapfrogs and Trent drives himself right into the barricade. Chucky e. T finally gets the hot tag in. Uh, hits a Topican Hilo, Soul Food, and a Falcon Arrow on Santana. Can't put him away, though. Trent gets thrown off the apron. Back first onto the steel stairs. Santana clubs. Uh, Santana brings the match to an end when he uses that retractable metal steel unforgiving Billy Club, whatever whatever it is they call it, the baton, and uh, he he clubs Trent with it, and they and uh, uh, Pride and Powerful get uh, the win with the Street Sweeper. I know you're pretty excited. I think Louis that uh, Santana and Ortiz are scoring wins, looking tough. Can't say I uh, can't say I disagree. Give, give me some thoughts on the match. Yeah, the match was really good. Thought it it was. Fast paced. It was, it was hard hitting. I thought it was really great. You know, I, I loved about this on commentary. Can't remember who said it, but they said that best friends took, or maybe they. Uh, I think is it best friends took um, some inspiration from Darby Allen at Revolution when he attacked Sammy Guevara before the match, mm-hmm. and I think that just gave it a bit more meaning and importance like okay they've seen Darby Allen attack his opponent before the match and won so why not do the same thing it does make sense it suited the blood feud element of it as you said we've had trucks we've had mums we needed a pre-match assault so I think this was uh, that was a great bit of commentary the match itself was really good Mm -hmm. two great teams that are doing some good work especially recently last couple of weeks with uh, Proud and Powerful Santana and Ortiz and hopefully this is the beginning of sort of more of them picking up wins on Dynamite. This is the, unless it's happened in the last couple of weeks, which I don't think it has, this is uh, Santana Ortiz's first uh, tag win on Dynamite since, like, January. Wow, okay. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty, I, 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 I'd have a tendency to, to, to agree with you. I think they might have won a match on Dark. But, yeah, I they, think on Dynamite it's been a while. Yeah, they, they've won several on Dark. Um, oh, that's me talking to myself. They won several on dark. Um, I'm just checking, li- googling live on air. But uh, I, yeah, yeah, I th- I, I, several I, I, on dark, I, I, mm-hmm. which is has its own issues. Bring that up on dynamite. That would be good to bring up on dynamite, which they haven't done. But it's great to see a more serious side of them. They did cut a great promo on dark, which again would have been nice to show again today. But LAX are picking up wins, and that's all I can ask for. They are coming up as an established team in Dynamite again, and I'm 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 honestly here for it. So this was for me a fantastic way to start the show. I'm not sure whether that's my personal bias towards um, uh, LAX, but I thought this was great. 
I thought this was great too. Uh, I, I'm as well. I'm happy that um, that the former LAX won as well. Patel Ron left us a super chat. Thank you very much, Patel Ron, saying, uh, I think Louis should have gone to sleep after the Santana Ortiz versus Best Friends match. Yeah, I think I think the show peaked for Louis at that point. I think we also have to take a second to point out the uh, the work that Trent Beretta put in tonight because he ate it, and boy was he bumping like crazy. I thought I think Trent is slowly building a very strong case for a singles run. Uh, I think more and more people are. Uh, are, are uh, looking forward to that as well because he was fantastic against uh, again tonight. Um, there was uh, he, it seems to me that every every moment that he has a chance that that he has the opportunity to to go out there and work, he works really hard. And and to your point as well, what I really liked about how this match was handled is that it felt like a grudge match. It felt this was guys these were guys that didn't like each other. They just wanted to beat each other up. Instead of, you know, just getting in the ring and doing, you know, oh, let's let's try and do some knuckle locks. You know, it's like, they just go right at it. Felt like a grudge match. I mean, if we're not going to get it at all out, this was, which we're not, this was a good way to, to blow off this feud. Agreed. The Young Bucks and Luchasaurus defeated Private Party and SCU in an eight-man tag where the winners get to face each other at All Out, Louis. Uh, of course, this match is refereed by your boy Rick Knox, so you know that rules are out the window here. Uh, the Young Bucks uh, hit a early on a combination backbreaker foot uh, foot stomp uh, double team. Kazarian strikes um, Jungle Boy down at some point and wallops Nick Jackson with a slingshot cutter. Daniels hits an Arabian moonsault to the floor. Uh, one of the rare, excuse me, one of the rare ones he's done since the, uh, since that botch, uh, during the commercial, uh, in, uh, uh, picture in picture, Jungle Boy eats it with a, uh, with a flurry of quadruple team offense. Uh, however, he fights back with an Olympic slam, gets the hot tag to Luchasaurus and Luchasaurus, man, I thought he looked particularly good tonight. I don't know what you thought. He showed off his agility dodging uh private party's offense and then hitting a moonsault off the apron to SCU on the floor. I mean, we know the guy has uh has a level of dexterity to him, but I thought tonight he looked particularly good and sharp. Everything me- felt felt pretty good in regards to Luchasaurus tonight, Louis. Yeah, I thought this match was another great tag match. Um AEW often does these great multi-man matches. Perhaps they're happening slightly too often. Seems like we get one every week. Uh, was it, but I, I was a fan of this. I thought I thought it was good. Um, Jungle Boy's great. Luchasaurus. Everyone involved was great, really. Um, yeah, fan of this. And all out, uh, we get uh, Young Bucks versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, which should be very very good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's what we get uh, as a result. We get uh, we get a stereo risky business by uh, Luchasaurus and the Young Bucks. And Orange Cassidy hits a swanton. Daniels hits the best moonsault ever. And Mark Quinn, a shooting star press. But uh, the Young Bucks tagged themselves in at the end of the match to uh, hit the BTE trigger on Mark Quinn. And they walk away without celebrating. So like you just, like you said, Luchasaurus and the Young Bucks are going to be fighting each other. Now, Louis, you know, in this grand soap opera, which is called The Elite, um, there's a lot of questions as to who's turning, who's turning heels, so on and so forth, for a long time. There was a lot of speculation that it was Cody. Then people were thinking Hangman, but you're like, no, Hangman's too over. You can't do that. Kenny Omega's been teasing the cleaner. I personally am thinking the Young Bucks are going to, uh, are probably going to swerve us all here, and they're going to be, they're going to turn heels. Because I think, I think, I think, I think Matt Jackson is, he, he's a little prick. Between you and I, I think he 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 runs it. How do you do you how do you navigate these elite waters here? I love it. So for me, the FTR, Young Bucks, Hangman and Omega story is the best thing in wrestling, bar none, at the moment. What I love about it is FTR part of, hit. Uh, 
Rock and Warren test with a spike pile driver. Mm-hmm. So they're clearly acting like heels. Kenny Omega, particularly if he's in a match with Marco Stunt, acts like a complete dick. So he's a heel, or is acting like one. Hangman Page was last week when he cost the Young Bucks the match completely unfairly. Mm-hmm. And the Young Bucks uh, in that match, for me, were acting like heels, ripping up the fan sign. Obviously a plant, but the fan sign. Uh, not celebrating. So it can go any way. Everyone's acting a bit like a dick. Everyone's acting uh, like a face in other aspects. You've got the relationships are so multi-layered. I think it's perfect. And I don't know who's turning heel, which is why I love it. In right. wrestling now, especially doing in, in the line of work we do, you very I very rarely am surprised by wrestling anymore because there'll inevitably be something that someone's reported that then one I'll write it up or whatever. And I don't get surprised. But with this, I have no clue where it's going. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It's so rare in wrestling now that I'm like, honestly, I don't know where this is going. And it, it just makes it even more, so, so such compelling television. So for me, AEW is doing this perfectly at the moment. And yeah, I'm, I'm a massive fan. I, I like the idea of the Young Bucks being heels because when that's essentially what they were their entire indie run, right? Like, they, that's essentially what they were. Uh, then they started being nice. I prefer them. I, I just I just want to look at Matt Jackson and be like, you know, can, you get, can someone wring this guy's neck? That's it. I do that out of love because he's a great performer and a great wrestler. It's just... <clears throat> oh, wow. Hey, Jake Hager has his own camera crew, Louie. I don't know if you heard about this. He's been running around with his own camera crew today. And he walks into Orange uh, Cassidy's locker room, sits down next to him. And when you look at them side by side, I'm kind of like, you know, it kind of feels like when dad comes to see you and tells you, well, son, we need to have a talk. <laughs> and basically just goes in with a full camera crew yeah. to mm. tell Cassidy that uh, that Jericho wants uh, wants him to be at ringside for his match later tonight. Okay. Hey, yeah. hey, it was what it was. Evan Wright left us a super chat. Thank you, Evan. He says, I like that I can formulate my own opinion on these guys talking about the elite and say, hey, this guy's a prick and this guy's right and not be told uh, who to cheer or boo for. Thank you very much, Evan, for the super chat. Uh, he's right. Uh, right, Louis? Uh, this is something that Cody had said months ago where, you know, uh, he doesn't like, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was even before AEW had started where he was saying, I don't like faces or heels. I just like wrestlers doing wrestler things, essentially, right? Yeah, I like having that with some characters. And I think that when you do that with the majority, it means that when you have an absolute prick like MJF, you hate him even more because not every heel is acting like he is. Sure. And there aren't 50 of him on the roster. No. So, yeah, I think that it, it's good. And it allows the audience to to have their own opinions. Of it. Like, Say we both watch, I don't know, Friends. Let's just throw yeah. that out there. Yeah, we're both not going to like the same characters. Mm-hmm. You're going to think, I don't know, Rachel's great. I'm going to think Monica's great. You're allowed to have that as, as a viewer of a TV show to formulate your own opinion about what you like, who you like, and not be dictated. Uh, in some aspects you are, but in others, it's nice to have you to be able to make your own opinion. So, yeah, I completely agree. I like the, the way AEW is doing the heels and faces route and sort of the shades of grey that we're getting. Next, we have uh, Tully Blanchard uh, pump- and the uh, and the FTR boys pumping each other up, uh, pumping pumping each other up. Tully saying, "You know, you go, you won the gun, you won the gauntlet last week, so you know everything's cool. We're gonna get into all out, and we're going to win. Otherwise, we're back into contendership. All right, cool. But that actually leads us into Kenny Omega coming out to meet Tony Schiavone in the middle of the ring to cut a promo for All Out. Sans Hangman Page, though." Got to note that Kenny Omega is wearing a Hannah Kimura t-shirt. Hannah Kimura's birthday would have been on September 3rd. So um, a bit of a uh, a bit of a somber reminder, but a nice tribute at the same time. Uh, he says that despite Hangman Page not being there, he hopes that FTR will bring their A game at All Out. And I like how Kenny was referring to All Out as the pay-per-view. The pay-per-view. It felt very old school to me. And I was like... Come to the pay-per-view. He wasn't calling by the brand name. I, I kind of like that. It, it felt different. 
Outcome FTR with the cooler. They offer uh, Kenny some chocolate milk instead of beer. He said, um, and uh, FTR says that they can't. He says that they know he can't turn down some chocolate milk. But Kenny says, "Sure, I can't, but I can turn down hanging out with a pair of dickhead hillbillies," which was a, which was a line I wasn't expecting to hear on a Wednesday night. But I'm okay with that. Things get. So really... I wasn't expecting to see chocolate milk in my uh, AW World Tag Team Championship match. Talking about things you weren't expecting. Well, apparently, and I'm just throwing this out there as an aside, apparently drinking chocolate milk after you've worked out is uh, is very, very replenishing in regards to nutrients and energy and so on and so forth, much more than Gatorade or Powerade and stuff like that. Did you know that, Louis? I don't work out, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so things get tense, uh, and Adam Page comes out, who looks like he's been crying for the entire week. Makeup was perfect. Here. It was so funny. It was perfect. Dax calls Paige an insecure little boy and a piece of shit. And Omega tries to, to calm everyone down, but there's a kerfuffle. The titles get involved. But there's a great distance between Kenny Omega and Adam Page at the end of this segment where Page tries to hand back Kenny's title to him, but Kenny's on the outside of the ring looking in. Left him all alone in there. I mean, this ties into what we were saying. Look, we're gonna we're gonna do our predictions later on uh, at the end of the match, so we don't have ne- at the end of the show. Excuse me, so we don't have to necessarily talk about the all-out match here. But man, it's crazy how well they're able to uh, weave in the elite stories with the the stories that have to do with the actual match. This is some good good stuff. Yep, perfect. Yep, couldn't have said it better. Good stuff. That image of Hangman Page with the red under his eyes, holding out the title, looking the other direction, and he then looks to see why Kenny's not picked it up, and Kenny's on the outside of the ring was perfect. I thought this whole segment was great. Yeah, I, I, as, as we said earlier, massive fan, massive, massive fan of everything. These uh, four guys, and then add the Young Bucks to the mix. Six guys are doing. Next, we got uh, Chris Jericho squashing Joey Janela effectively I, I don't think janela got any offense in here uh louis he was the perfect guy to put in there with jericho perfect how so i mean he just bumped like a madman oh, sure. sold like a madman he he was just great it was you put him in there with jericho and you know that janela's not going to lose anything by being basically ragdolled by jericho and jericho comes out looking sadistic and 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 sort of like like a like a big heel. I thought this was great. This was a perfect uh, squash for Jericho. The post-match was pretty good as well. I I, I kind of... Uh, my heart was kind of broken because it's literally Chris Jericho fighting the Jericho-holic version of himself, right? That's always yeah. that's always what I... It's, I mean, Janela coming out with the braids and everything. You know he did, he sort of had a little fun with his hair despite the fact that it wasn't like the like the top ponytail that Jericho used to do you know that that was part of it people make the comparisons they're very very much alike in their sort of sleazeball kind of energy that Jericho had back then as well it was it was it was fine I was just surprised at how much of a squash it was um Orange Cassidy did come to ringside to uh to watch the whole match uh, and this is essentially Jericho just beating Janela down. Uh, Janela tries, tries at some point to get some offense in with a springboard off the ropes, but Jericho catches him into a code breaker. The walls of Jericho put him away, and that was that. Uh, after the match, uh, Jericho exposes a turnbuckle, rams Janela's head uh, into it, busts uh, Janela open, and there he starts rubbing Janela's blood on his T-shirt, a T-shirt... Uh, an orange Cassidy t-shirt mind you um and that provokes uh orange Cassidy uh he hits the ring Jericho and Hager beat him up Sonny Kiss comes out for the save and orange Cassidy hits a spinning DDT on Jericho a little fire there from your boy orange who pulls out a little bit of the bubbly uncorks it and pours it out what an insult Honestly, we'll talk about a way to get to the man. But yeah, no, I, th- I thought this was good. 
effectively built to the pay-per-view. I'm not that enthralled about seeing a Mimosa Mayhem match. I'm also not that enthralled about seeing Cassidy Jericho for the third time in in a couple of months, in like six weeks, because, well, I caught it about two months now, because their second match really wasn't that good. Um, but I mean, listen, Jericho pulls out on the big stage. Cassidy's over as hell with the crowd. So mm-hmm. no, I think this will be really good. And this will have the 500 odd fans that, uh, that, that they'll have a all out, which should really help. Which would probably, probably help. I, I agree. Folks, remember, uh, if you leave us a super chat, I will read your question or comment on the air without a problem. And, Leave the video, give the video a thumbs up if you haven't already. That's always nice. We get a Sammy Guevara, Matt Hardy recap. And then we get a super chat from Eloquent. Thank you very much, Eloquent, who says, I liked the show, but that Battle Royal segment was way too long. Let's talk about that. This was bad. (laughs) Well, look... I think there were a couple of of little sparkle moments, but here, Team Taz comes out. This is how it all starts. And they come out, and they, he puts over Brian Cage and, and Ricky Starks uh, as either of them going uh, winning the Casino Battle Royal, because this is what we want to hype up here. They start trash-talking on uh, Darby Allen and Lance Archer, who they're both feuding with as well. Out comes Jake Roberts. Saying, uh, and he has a mic with Lance Archer, and he has a microphone. He's saying that uh, they're just a couple of squirrels, he and uh, Lance Archer, trying to get a nut to move your butt to the dance floor. So, yo, what's up? Hands in the air. Come on, say yeah. Everybody over here, everybody over there. The crowd is live, and I pursue this groove. Party people in the house, move. Well, he didn't say all of that, but he did say that there were a couple of squirrels trying to get a nut. Uh, so, uh, so he comes out. Eddie Kingston comes out with his group. As uh, as well, um, the uh, and uh, he basically <laughs> he has probably the funniest line that they deli- that, that that came out of all of this, where he says, uh, where he's talking about Taz, wondering what you're doing, hanging out with Ricky Starks, a guy that I'm not sure if I need to fight or take out on a date, which I thought was hilarious. Tully uh, Tully Blanchard and Sean Spears come out. Darby hits the ring. There's a schmoz. The inner circle join in there as well. Best friends. Everyone is out there and. Everyone fights each other from the end of the segment through the commercial, then back from commercial, Louis. Uh, I thought this was uh, way too long for what it's worth. And I can, you know, I like to razz WWE when they do the the buildups to Royal Rumbles where they absolutely have to have people flying over the top rope to make sure that we really understand right during these these schmazes to make sure that we understand the rules to a battle royal but um you know not that i necessarily wanted it here but i don't think this was necessarily the best approach either tell me your thoughts so you guys i'm not sure on your feed but on my feed so i watch on the fight app um and the show so i don't get sort of commercial breaks i when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply get continuing so this felt like it went for about six hours (laughs) i think i fell asleep at one point and woke up again but uh, this this was long this was really long and didn't really you didn't have that 
sort of with the WWE when they do it at least it's short it's quick and you have that one person going in who sort of throws everyone over the top rope stands in the middle of the ring and gets the heat to, to go to move forward it just sort of seemed like it was there and there was just people brawling there was no progression there was no sort of big reveal at the end no big sort of uh, crowning moment it was just there uh, Eddie Kingston's great promo that's possibly the only positive I'd take sure. from this Jake Roberts for me doesn't cut it in 2020 he was great in the pre-tape stuff that they were doing with Lance Archer when he debuted but now it's just not working for me um, yeah I'm. I, this really didn't make me excited for the for the battle royal but we'll see how it goes. I think that it'll be better than last year's because the names are more established. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll see how it is. I'm, I wasn't impressed with the segment either. I thought it was. I think it, I thought it went on really too long for what it was worth. You really could have done something else, any type of other video package, or stretched out the time on a match a little bit. I felt like this went long for some reason. I just felt like it went long. Coming back from commercial and they're still fighting and nothing happened. That's the thing is that they were, it just, if we had come back from commercial and then at the end you have Lance Archer literally destroying everyone and he's the last guy standing in the ring. Then you're like, oh, I get what they're doing with this. But no, it's sort of just like, you know, when, when it's like when you're listening to music and you know, the, the, the song fades out instead of coming to an end. It's like, what, you couldn't figure out how to end your song when you're going to play it live. Are you guys going to play it? And then start playing softer and softer until. Yeah, well, it wasn't good. No, it wasn't good. Thunder Rosa uh, defeated Serena D, both having their AEW debuts tonight. Thunder Rosa, of course, will be challenging Hikaru Shida uh, this weekend at All Out, in, which is probably the match I'm most looking forward to this weekend. And Serena Deeb, uh, uh, a. a uh, May Young Classic 2017 competitor. Uh, she was uh, part of the pack of uh, uh, WWE release, releases back in April. So that was nice to see her here. And uh, this was a good match, uh, Louis. There's some takedowns to start. They trade some strikes. Deeb works down, uh, locks in the arm, and starts um, uh, working on Thunder Rosa's knee, which was really good. She hits a backstabber and an octopus on Rosa. Who fights back with a Meteora? Hesitation Basement Dropkick, a Death Valley Driver, and eventually gets the Thunder Driver for the win. Uh, I'm, if if uh, the if you're an AEW viewer and you have never been uh, acquainted with Thunder Rosa's work, I'll tell you, Louis, I think this was a good way to get introduced to it and be like, yeah, this, uh, this lady can go. I actually disagree. Go ahead. So, before, let me preface this. This was a fantastic women's match. Possibly the best women's match we've seen on Dynamite in quite some time. Agreed. I have long been asking for longer women's matches on Dynamite. And I've long been asking for women's matches that mean something on Dynamite. And this felt, did feel like it mean, meant something. Firstly, Tony Khan, phone Serena Deeb after the show or get her backstage after the show. Sign her to a contract. She hasn't wrestled since 2017, and she was great. Putting her in there with girls like Anna Jay, girls like Tina Conti, who might not be the most experienced, will be perfect. And here's the thing, Louis, the thing that we have to underscore here, she's TV ready. You yeah. could tell. I mean, yeah. you go to the PC, they prepare you for, for to work with cameras, right? You could tell in how she was fighting, she was ready for TV. Yeah, and that was great. However... This wasn't what Thunder Rosa needed for me. Didn't feel dominant enough. It felt too back and forth for me. Perhaps like, oh, who's going to edge it? She should just come in. So here's what I would have done. Perhaps had her have this exact same match with Penelope Ford. Mm-hmm. Beforehand, shave 10 minutes off or 15 minutes off the brawl segment from before. And show... Hikaru Shida have and her some clips of her match with Penelope Ford from Fighter Fest. Show those two went long. They had a long match, back and forth match. Mm-hmm. Show that and then have Penelope Ford come in, go cut a promo before going. You know what? 
I might not have beaten Hikaru Shida, but I sure pushed to a limit. You, you're just going to overlook me and you're looking at Hikaru Shida. You can't do that because I'll kick your ass right here right now. Have that and then have her go along with someone that Shida's gone along with. Because fans that don't know Serena Deep, she didn't get an entrance. So she got the typical jobber entrance that we see from the women in AEW. Mm-hmm. When they sort of, Hikaru Shida faces Jobber X. And Jobber X doesn't get an entrance. She's in the ring already. Hikaru Shida comes in, kicks her head off, wins. Thunder Rosa, we, so Thunder Rosa, if you're not watching AEW, don't know who Serena Deep is, don't know, haven't watched wrestling for a while. You see her, and she comes in, and she faces this person that we don't know, we haven't seen before, and she just doesn't win automatically, you're thinking, okay, it's not someone that I've been told is a big deal. Right. So why is this match going so long? Mm-hmm. Uh, Donna Rosa doesn't look amazing coming out, but as I've said before, we got a lovely women's match, a long women's match, and I am more than happy with that. And I agree, and 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 I'm glad you brought that up. That you brought that up because that's sort of like my underlying point. That well, not the underlying point, but the secondary point I wanted to bring into this because yeah, I, absolutely, this was this was a good match that we got. Um, I do question. This is something that I'm going to say too many things at once. This is something that W that AEW does a lot, right? Is that they'll have they'll have their 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 trainee talent or their unknown talent have competitive matches with established talent. And I understand why they want to do that because, well, that's how you get your under talent to improve. That's how you get your younger people to improve. You have them have competitive matches with established wrestlers and everyone works together and there's experience that's gleaned out of that. And I get it. And I applaud them for doing that type of situation. Uh, Serena Deeb, I remembered her from from the Mae Young Classic. She was very good. I thought, uh, and again tonight, looked uh, looked at her go. She was very good as well. Uh, maybe wasn't the best choice here if you want to bring this woman here and give her a showcase for the two reasons you said. On one hand, you want Thunder Rosa, who is unknown, who is an unknown commodity to AEW. You want her to come in and look and and uh, come in and be like, hey, she is a legitimate threat to our women's champion. Look how she just chewed up this person that you guys don't know. She just chewed her up and spat her out. But this is not what we got. As wrestling fans, we were entertained. As far as Thunder Rosa being established as a threat to Hikaru Shida, I'm not convinced either. But then again, I'm familiar with both of their work, so I know we're gaining a good match regardless. But I still understand the... I I completely agree with you on on the part that maybe, maybe this wasn't exactly... uh, Maybe this wasn't exactly the, the, the best way to go about it. But I thought I thought this was uh, this was a good match. That's the mm-hmm. thing is that, and I was talking with other people while we were watching this. We were talking more about Serena Deeb. You're like, yep. why aren't they? I mean, hopefully they'll sign her, right? This is what we're talking about. This we're, and I'm like, kind of a weird situation where this is what. And I'll tell you what this missed. This is what really, really missed in this situation here was Hikaru Shida coming out in a nose to nose confrontation with Thunder Rosa. I was going to say, you ruined my little joke there. I was going to say, at least Thunder Rosa looked great in, in the post-match where she went toe-to-toe with Hikaru Shida. But <laughs> I, where was Shida, man? Where was she? I don't know. It's weird, right? It's weird that you don't have your women's champion on, on the go-home show. Because the segment that they did, was it last week or the week before, where they signed their contract you know, like oh. in a little segment and... They were just staring at each other with the belts. I was like, this is perfect. And it's so old school. And I love it. I really, really liked it. Why didn't we get a no, like a face-to-face confrontation tonight? They don't have to fight. They don't have to start throwing chairs at each other. That's not the point. Just come out, hold both their titles, stare at each other. That would have been perfect. It would have been wonderful. And you would have got your champ on TV. But we're being nitpicky. This was a good match, you know. This was, let's say, very good match. And you know what? I liked how it got as much time as the men's matches. Yes. It didn't feel like, oh, here's the Tokens women's match. There's 10 minutes for the main event. You go out and have fun. 10 minutes. (laughs) We wish. Five minutes for the main event. You go out and have fun. This was a long match, given time, given meaning, given importance. And I'm all for that. Hope we see this continue post All Out. 
And I hope they pick up Serena Deeb. Do the right thing, AEW. Zach Barber left us a couple of super chats. Thank you very much. By the way, Zach, we're going to go back to when we were talking about the, the Battle Royal stuff. Um, he said, at the end, it should have been just Lance Archer, Team Taz, and Darby Allen, Or not necessarily at the end. He says, it should have been just Lance Archer, Team Taz, and Darby Allen uh, in the confrontation. Mm-hmm. Sure. Again, I understand why they did the Battle Royal thing, but... Sometimes you just have to keep it simple, but I agree. There could have been another way to do it. Zach also uh, says in a second super chat, oh, and Louis, don't besmirch the good God name of Jake the Snake Roberts, LOL. Uh, he's got his opinions, man. He, uh, if you know, if he doesn't like Jake, there's very good reasons, right, Louis? I think it's because he's in the same. He's in the same segment as Eddie Kingston and Taz, and he's just not on their level. That's probably why I'm a, being a bit of a, a nitpicker. When you when you pair him up against those two, it's just... Sure. Crazy. Eloquent left us a super chat, and I'm going to read it right now. Thank you very much, Eloquent. He sort of reminded me of this. Having Excalibur back was a breath of fresh air. That Excalibur was back uh, on commentary tonight. Um, uh, after a, a couple of months off, a little, uh, little impromptu, uh, time away. Um, what'd you feel like? Uh, what'd you feel, Louis? Do you think you good to have him back? Uh, I know there, there were very mixed, uh, very mixed feelings, uh, around the internet. Some people were missing him. Some people were like, uh, it feels good without him. What do you think? As a commentator, I missed him. Him saying, oh, it was an extended siesta was an interesting choice of words considering why he was off tv wouldn't call it a party um but great to see him back he's a fantastic commentator um he was great during the women's match he he he, excalibur's great don't need to say much more i agree Big Swole is on the outside of the ring chatting with tony shivani she's wearing a black panther t-shirt to honor Chadwick Boseman, who also passed away this week. Um, she says, uh, Britt Baker's been ducking and dodging her, and uh, they're going to be having a tooth and nail match at uh, at uh, All Out at the, on the pre-show, at the buy-in. We're going to talk about that uh, during our predictions, though. Not just yet. Reba arrives uh, in the uh, to break up the, the little interview, uh, delivering pizza for Tony. And that distracts Swole enough for Britt Baker to arrive and crack a crutch across her back. And they push her face into the pizza. She applies the lockjaw. I mean, well, I guess we could talk about it right now as well. This this is the last, uh, the last uh, push for this feud that's been going on for months. Uh, one of the only things that AEW has been doing with uh, its um, women's stars... Uh, with Brit, with Swole, it's one of the longest-running feuds that they have. Consecutive-running outside of the or storylines, let's put it that way. Outside of the elite stuff, this is the second longest one they had going, and they're going to put it on the pre-show. Louis Dangor. So, as I said to you just before we started, the only excuse for this is that. The segment that the the feud isn't ending. This is a way if Brit can't have a full match and they want the feud to blow off in a few full match, that they'll do it uh, this way as sort of a funny, more of a skit in Brit's. I perhaps even do it at a dental practice than an actual segment, than an actual match. But if this is a match in a ring with we don't even know the rules, uh, then there's no excuse because it is the longest one of the longest running feuds in AEW. But they had their one 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 women's match all out so uh, on the main card. So what do we expect? I was I was going to say they're maintaining their very strict quota quota excuse me of uh, one women's match per AEW card. So good for them. Uh, yeah. I was, I was to be completely a little inside baseball here. I was ready to uncork about this just as we were getting on, uh, getting on the show. But Louis said, yeah, but what if Brit's not ready? And I'm like, 
All right, fine. That cooled me down a bit because boy, oh boy, I am I am not stoked for this decision. Not at all. It, mm. th- if if it's a smoke and mirrors kind of thing, I can get into it, but it better be some it better be some real smoke and mirrors because there is no reason why that why this match should not be on the main card, especially when you have one where it's the Dark Order versus the Nightmare Collective versus. Uh, Cardona and Sky, which has nothing, no build, nothing, nothing. Anyway, might be getting ahead of myself. But pace yourself, Warren. Pace yourself. Uh, you what, mate? Left us a super chat. Thank you very much. And says, disappointed that Britt Baker versus Big Swole is on the buy-in. Yeah, that's a little bit of our, that's our feeling right now. But like Louis said, we'll see. We'll see how things happen moving forward. Gorilla Press left us a super chat, left us two super chats. Thank you very much. First and foremost saying, Gorilla Press here showing love and support for our friends over at Fightful Pro Wrestling. Thank you very much. And the second super chat saying, we miss Jericho on commentary. Well, he he is special on commentary. And I think one of the reasons why we miss him is because they pull him out only on special occasions. So that's good. Let's move on to the main event stuff. We had a couple of promos before that, a couple of segments earlier on in the evening. MJF tries to cut a promo. He gets interrupted by his staff saying that Mark, the lawyer, locked himself in the dressing room because he's afraid of fighting Mox. Wardlow kicks the door down. They drag him out and Mox, uh, not Mox, excuse me, but MJF tells uh, Mark, the lawyer, that uh, that he should be, it's okay to be afraid of to fight Mox, but there's nothing scarier than getting in the way of my goals, my being MJF. So he says, you have two choices. You either get in the ring or you get in a goddamn wood chopper, wood chipper, excuse me. And that to me is, you know, the politician gimmick coming full circle right there. Mox cuts a promo uh, as well a little later on and hopes that MJF will be the most savage he's ever been. But that leads us into our main event. John Moxley versus Mark, the lawyer Sterling. This was, uh, this what this wasn't it. This wasn't it. Uh Sterling does the I'm not a wrestler chicken shit gimmick. Uh he tries to get away, but Wardlow keeps him from um from escaping. Um Mox uh rushes him and gets the paradigm shift in. Uh and but then Wardlow comes out, starts beating up. Uh well before we get into the no, there's no really match to, to, to talk about. <laughs> Usually I like to talk about the match, then the final segment, but this is all just like one big schmooks. Wardlow comes uh, comes in to beat up uh, to beat up Mox. That leads MJF out, who is not hurt, surprise, surprise. The collar, the walker, he doesn't need any of it. They beat him up. Mox eats the, uh, the ring shot to the forehead, and that busts him open. There's a lot of blood, and MJF is covered in it. Um, this is the kind of segment where I start noticing things like MJF has lizard lips because there's nothing much going on in the match. Louis, um, I didn't care for this as the go home segment. I thought it was, uh, it was a little, uh, a little boring. It was goofy. It was bad. It was not the go home segment for a world title match that AEW normally does so well. It was goofy comedy. It was just poor. I, I wasn't a fan of this segment. The post-match saved it somewhat. But put over the wrong people f- for me. It made me feel sorry for Wardlow Moxley. That's not what we're getting on Saturday. <laughs> uh, but no, the, the closing shot of MJF holding the title over Moxley, who was bloody on the floor, did look good. But this whole match, I, I didn't need it. And if I did need it, it, it wasn't today. My uh, main issue, though. Pardon me? My main issue. So I brought this up to Sean last week. So, Aid, so how, so, right. How did Mox beat Cage? He, uh, Taz threw in the towel. He beat uh, Brody Lee at double or nothing by submitting him. So he hasn't won his last two pay-per-view matches with the Paradigm Shift. If the story was going into this, 
MJF gets the move ban, and then Mott cuts a promo today and goes, you know what? You thought you were smart. I'm going to show you a little video package of how I won my last two matches. I didn't use the paradigm shift. I already know I can beat you with another move. I've done it twice before to sure. two guys bigger than you. You think you outsmarted me, but you didn't. That would have been perfect. Shows the baby face outsmarting the heel. It's great. But this just feels like a glaring omission now. Mm-hmm. Why has it not been brought up? It seems like for AEW, a very unfortunate and very rare lack of attention to detail for something that something that was just there for everyone to see. It's not a subtle thing. He hasn't won his last few matches with the paradigm shift. So having the move banned doesn't carry the weight that I think AEW thinks it does. Um, other than that, this segment just wasn't great as a whole. I would have just changed it for that Moxley promo. That would have been more beneficial. I'll tell you this much. The high angle Death Rider in New Japan wins every time. Every single time. Gorilla Press left us another super chat. Says, uh, go home segment was lackluster. Post match was rated a meh at most. I think we're in agreement with that. I didn't I didn't get me excited outside from like Louis said getting the moments that was pretty much it. Zach Barber left us a couple of super chats as well heading back to when we were talking about um when we were talking about uh Excalibur and uh, and the women's match. First uh, previous show says Louis siesta is Spanish for nap nap not party. Well, you can have a siesta party, uh right? Just like a siesta yeah. fiesta. See? Fiesta. It's Fiesta, not Siesta. That, that's my bad. In that I'm case, trying to cover for you, Louie. I'm trying to cover for uh, you. I'll loan up. I'll loan up. In that case, I'm very sorry, Excalibur. It was great to see you back. I thought he said... I thought I got confused with my Fiesta and Siesta. I apologize to Excalibur. It's all right. And he also says, uh, in the other Super Chat, thank you again. I look at it this way about the women. We have a reason to watch the pre-show now. Sure. I was going to watch it anyway, but it's just, it's just weird. I don't think there's any other, um, <laughs> any other feud being built for three months that should, that would end up on the pre-show. But anyway. so if you want people to watch the pre-show, put flipping John Moxley MGF on it, because I presume that's what, uh, that's what the pay-per-view is about, right? Watching hey, the pre-show. put Jurassic Express and the Young Bucks, you'll get all the flippy shit you want. People like Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette can just watch the pay-per-view now. There you go. So we're going to go through... So that was AEW Dynamite. The go-home show felt like a very go-homey show. But we are going to do our quick-fire predictions for AEW All Out this weekend. Saturday, folks. I hope you're stoked. I am as well. So uh, let's start. Not quite sure. We're not quite sure, aside from the women's match, who's going to be on uh, on the buy-in or not. So we're just going to run down the card here. Britt Baker versus Big, Big Swole. Um, I kind of see uh, Britt Baker getting her heat back here. I think she gets the win. What do you think, uh, Louis? Yeah, I think she does too. And then we build to an actual match with Swole and Swole gets the win. So Matt... I'm going for Britt. Right. Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match. If Matt Hardy loses, he must leave. AEW. Ah, look, these kinds of stipulations, we know what they mean in the world of wrestling, but I think I think Matt Hardy wins. Yep, me too. Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks. Uh, I don't think the Young Bucks are losing on All Out. I really don't. Me either. The Dark Order, composed of Brody Lee, Colt, uh, uh, the Dark Order. No, it's not going to be Brody. Who are all? Four? Yeah, that's right. It's a it's an eight man tag. Excuse me. The Dark Order, made up of Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson, versus Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmares. Of course, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. Um, I mean, if there's a match that I really that that could just happen, and I really don't care about, this is probably it. But I think the Dark Order's on a roll. Yep, agreed. Poor, poor Brody Lee. If Cody was champion, we'd be getting a, a singles match on uh, All Out. So, shame for Brody that we're not. Doesn't really help with the title. Feels like a step down for the title and a step down for Brody. After that killer angle a couple of weeks right? ago. Right? 
But um, yep, I'm I'm predicting Dark Order as well. We we're going to have our 21 man casino battle royal: Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon Junior, Ray Phoenix, The Butcher, The Blade. Eddie Kingston, Sean Spears, Billy Gunn, Austin Gunn, Jake Hager, Santana Ortiz, Chuck Taylor, Trent. And the 21st entrant, mystery to be announced. Um, I think, you know, these the, the Casino Battle Royals have always been difficult to predict because usually the last entrant has a lot to do with the result of the match. So... Maybe that'll be something here. Are we expecting a big surprise here, Louis? I think it could be someone from NWA. Maybe Nick Aldis. Maybe Nick Aldis, right? Eli Drake. I think Rowan. It, Who knows? Look, there's Rowan. Maybe you know at this point. Nowhere has that. Who knows? There's uh, there's only so many surprises, though, that you can handle uh, at this point, too. We'll see what happens. I mean, we've seen it in the past. They bring in someone for the Casino Battle Royale for one shot, and then they leave. As long as whoever wins is someone who can benefit from this, right? Because the winner will get an AEW World Championship title match. So maybe it'd be nice if someone from the established roster actually did win, as opposed to another outsider coming in, then earning an instant shot here. Hikaru Shida will defend her AEW Women's World Championship against Thunder Rosa, who is the NWA World's Women's Championship. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a big surprise here who's going to win, but we're in for a treat. Yeah, this should be really good. Yeah, I'm going for Hikaru Shida, and this should be a fantastic match for her. I'd like to point out that Thunder Rosa had uh, the best match of the entire NWA Power era, not just women's match the best match against sienna allison k at hard times earlier this year if you guys haven't seen that match you should check it out it is awesome uh kenny omega and adam page that's that's why they pay me the big bucks folks we'll be defending their AEW tag team titles against cash wheeler and dax hardwood the ftr boys um i kind of see ftr coming out with the win here Yep, me too. I hope so too. Do we get a turn? I don't think so right now. But um, yeah, I see FTR picking up the win and winning the titles. I feel that there's going to be a lot of elite shenanigans in this match. There's going to be a lot of stuff happening. I'm really excited to see how the story plays out. Should be a good match too. Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy in a Mimosa Mayhem match. Match can be won by pinfall submission or throwing the opponent in a tank of Mimosa. Who you've got? This is the rubber match essentially between these two. Who do you got? I don't know. This is this uh, apart from the battle royal, which could be nowhere, Jose. I don't know who. I don't know who's winning this. This, this is the hardest one to predict. Um, think I'm gonna go for. Is Jericho's rock band? Well, they're, they're going on tour anyway, regardless of COVID. Oh yeah, they just don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck it Cassidy oh, I'm going with Orange Cassidy too I, especially if there's an audience there and the, and the cheers and so on and so forth I'm going with Orange Cassidy I think Jericho knows what's best for business and the world AEW world title championship John Moxley defending against MJF who do you have here I've got John Moxley. I, I think he's retaining. I think he's retaining too. I don't think this is... I think MJF... I think the story here is MJF Lee eating his first loss. I think that's the big deal here. And that's mm. something that that John is going to hang on to for a while. I concur. I'm looking forward to this show. Should be a lot of fun. And mm. uh, this show was a lot of fun. But we have to wrap it up. It's time to go, Louis. Before we do... What you got cooking this week? Tell the people uh, what's up with Louis Dangour. So if you head on over to Russell Talk Interviews, my latest interview, a one-on-one with Ric Flair, is up on the channel, which was a big one. Uh, check that out over there and subscribe if you're not already. Uh, I've got an interview going up with, hopefully, 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 next week, Santana and Ortiz. I'm supposed to be interviewing them after All Out, so it'd be good to speak to them. 
hopefully maybe one of them wins the, the, the casino battle royale last throwing out nowhere jose who knows um if it's not no jose i'm actually going to be upset but yeah just follow me on twitter at the louis dangor i'll tweet everything i do and you'll see it there first but yeah i just want to say one final thing obviously you mentioned at the top about uh casey just from myself uh Best wishes to his family. I mean, you, you just look at the replies to his tweet, uh, to, to to the tweet about uh, what what had happened and the amount of women's wrestlers from every company on the globe saying, this is what Casey did for me, such a big loss, shows the the, the testament and the, the impact he had on women's wrestling. So he'll be very sadly missed and uh, yeah, 26, far too young. But uh, yeah. Thank you, obviously, for having me on the show, Warren. I thought your your words at the beginning summed it up perfectly. Well, thank you for the nice sentiment at the end. Uh, he will indeed be missed. And uh, folks, as, as far as I go, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes or come subscribe to my own YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I do my live show every Thursday evening, 9 p.m. Eastern. Come check it out. It's a lot of fun. Thank you all so very much for joining us this evening. Follow us on Fightful at Fightful Wrestling as well. Fightful and Fightful Select and Fightful. Just look for Fightful. Type that in. Follow whatever pops up. Unless it's like Fightful is dumb because you don't want to follow that. Also, it doesn't exist. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.